Hi everybody and welcome to AQ's Blood and Grill. We're excited today to have Scott Stratton. He's a best-selling author, he's a keynote speaker, and uh, a really fun uh, fun individual who also has his own uh, podcast called The Unpodcast. So, uh, welcome Scott. Thank you for having me. Scott, in Unselling, you implore marketers to, you know, stop seeing the sales funnel as the only thing they should be focusing on and to see the bigger picture and, and that there are some other influential ways that you can build, uh, build brands, build business. So what are some of those influences that, that marketers should take away? Oh, I should be doing this instead of thinking about the sales funnel. The funnel used to be classically was once I stepped in there, then I'd get educated what the process was and I'd just go down that funnel eventually hopefully come out the bottom buying something well now I'm doing this research we call it the sales cloud where all the content marketing is a part of that reviews are part of that conferences are part of that all the stuff outside of your reach is where they're making the bulk of that decision now if it's in a consumer market it could be a review it could be friends talking um, it could be past experiences the problem is Things that lead to the sale don't necessarily have to fall into that funnel. Even after the sale will then impact those future sales. We've always been saying that, but we always said, no, 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 let's just get them in the funnel, get them in the funnel. Right. You know, the best way to get people back in your funnel is to, you know, have a great business with great service and great products. It's everything that happens before and after the sale counts towards the sale or the next one. And people think that's irrelevant. They think after I buy that customer service or operations, they're all overhead, right? It doesn't even matter. Well, it's how do you think you get a repeat sale? Yeah. If I have a product, maybe you have a great product, but mine was faulty, it didn't work. And if I have to jump through 11 hoops to get it back to you, I'll get so frustrated I don't want to use it anymore. Well, that's part of the sales process. And we're, we're, we're naive to think that all the departments in our company don't count towards that. Right. There's a perspective that the, that the brand begins inside the organization. It really doesn't exist authentically unless the whole organization has the belief and has the story to tell. Is that right in your in your view? Yeah, well, and to me, branding is actually not internal. That branding is when a customer hears your company name. So if I say to you, unmarketing as my company, whatever word comes out of your mouth next, that's the brand statement. So right. we can try to mold that and, and angle that and hook that the right way as a company. But our story that's being told by people, that's going to be the impactful brand statement, not necessarily what we think or what's on our wall or anything else. Right. Which is where, you know, things like social media come into play. If you want to hear what your brand's like, or just, you know, stick your ear to the virtual ground and people are going to tell you. You know, you coin a great phrase in Unselling. Uh, you're suggesting that people can't have funnel vision. Now, are there some examples, Scott, of, of some unfortunate examples of, of companies or brands that you've seen that did have funnel vision and missed the opportunity to authentically engage with their customers. We did a talk up in uh, in Brantford, uh, me and a buddy, John Morgan, who writes uh, Brand Against Machine, great right. branding guy. And yep. we sat down, we had a VIP thing for just 10 people in the audience that sat down and had a kind of a Q&A with John and I. We were riffing at lunch. Right. And this guy who does roofing looks at us and goes, I don't want to do all these engagement things. If you're not ready to get a new roof in the next six weeks, I don't want to talk to you. That, to me, defines that funnel vision. That's the car dealer who doesn't want you walking on their lot unless you're going to walk out with a you know a set of keys in your hand. It's totally different nowadays. And if you just focus on that little narrow funnel nowadays, you're going to miss so much of it. And, you, and here's the worst part. 
you won't even know you're missing customers because they'll make that decision before they even come to you. Right. I, I've seen you do uh, the unmarketing presentation at, at uh, a conference or three, and, and, every, <laughs> and everyone is different. And you're a great stage performer. Uh, Thank you, you. You could loosen up a little bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you know, you've, you've spoken a lot since unmarketing uh, and into uh, QR codes, kill kittens, and into unselling about how important it is to create community. That, that your customers actually want to feel as if they're part of something. Not, yes. just, not just a target group, but it form right. an actual community. So who's really good at this? Who's, who's been good in your mind? I got a, uh, a great example of one that uh, happened and uh, I believe we put it in on selling. We talked about it on the show that uh, a brand like Ikea. So the example was in Ottawa that a woman claimed that a manager at the Ikea there told her breastfeeding was disgusting and she had to leave the store because she's breastfeeding her baby. And so I did what we do on the Unmarketing Facebook page and I post it and, you know, the outrage that follows, it's what we do. Right. But the, the, the response on the actual post itself was very interesting that the majority of responses was, this doesn't sound like Ikea. Uh -huh. they, they're, they're great. They have these mother's days and they have these things where you come in. They have a ball pit for crying out loud for <laughs> children. This does not sound like them. And here's what happened. Ikea did not have this knee-jerk reaction. Ikea said, we are going to investigate. And obviously, this is terrible if it happened. And we need to look into this first, to be fair to everybody. They came back to the news the next week and said, this never happened. They looked at the tape. She was never even in the line where she said she was with her baby. She made it up. And this is the thing. Ikea didn't throw anybody under the bus working there in a knee-jerk reaction-wise. And the community said, see? And that's the best I told you so I ever want to hear. Somebody coming to me and say, I told you so. And I'm like, that's good yeah. because the community, you, 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 you build a community before you need it. Right. That's the point of community that if you ever, you know, heaven forbid, need somebody to come to stand up to your defense, it's a, an amazing thing and you don't have to ask. Yeah. Now, I got to ask you, on the QR codes that, that kill kittens, which you call the picture book uh, for the fed up. Yeah. <laughs> what motivated you to write it? Because there's some great tips in there for how not to run your business. We, we needed something to, it can be fun, it can be funny, but also people come say, well, we shouldn't always, you're always pointing out the negative. I'm like, everybody else points out the good. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we can learn from also from the bad, especially if it's self-inflicted. I, I am... I am the king of screw-ups when it comes to business, and I've talked about them in all the other books, so I figured it was everybody else's turn. It's funny when I mention on stage, I'm like, it's a picture book of screw-ups when I'm talking to an audience, and they're all looking at me going, are we, are we in that? Like, did, we, did, we, did we make the cut? And I'm like, no, you didn't. You paid me to be here, so I tore the page out. You're fine. So, Scott, tell us what you, tell us what you really think about marketing automation. I mean, I mean you, you're, you're all about authenticity, and yet now there's, there's big marketing automation things, this thing called big data, big data. Yeah. Uh, how, what's your feeling on those two topics? I, I think automation certainly has a place in, in, in context. So uh, I'm, I've always been using automation in certain channels. So if you sign up for the Unmarketing Newsletter, you automatically get a welcome email from me personally asking them what line of business they're in. It's an automated message, but when they reply, it comes right to my phone. And so there's a combination there where I can't scale necessarily rewriting the same message a hundred times. And there's an expectation 
in a newsletter that you know it'll automatically come to you as a welcome email. So that's where it's expected. Where I don't like automation is in the in the places of engagement and authenticity, where people are going there, showing up, expecting to talk to somebody, which is where that mannequin line came out of. When I said if you do automation or or or, or scheduling or stuff in social media, it's like sending a mannequin to a networking event. You're <laughs> there, but you're just not there. Yeah. And I've been saying that since 2008, you know, when I joined Twitter, and I, it's still the same thing now. People tell me I, I I don't use Twitter anymore; it's too noisy. I'm like, who do you think makes the noise? Yeah, it's the scheduling, it's the automation, and it's the. I loved Twitter back then when we were all there because we wanted to talk to each other. Right. You know, one of the other points you make in in uh, the kitten book is, just because you can use technology doesn't mean you should. It's kind of like the speedo rule. Just because you can. <laughs> Just because you can wear one, you don't have to. Instead of trying the next best thing or the next new thing, fix the old thing first. Yeah, it's, it, it, if, if, your pack, if, your, if your products are being delivered two weeks late than they promised, I don't think you should be talking about a Periscope strategy. Right. You know what I mean? You, you need to, we, we have this avoidance issue too. Like, well, we'll just go try something new. That's not going to change the fact that you're, your, your product's bad or your service bad or it needs improvement. We don't like looking in the mirror. Right. We don't like thinking, well, what can we do to make it better? It's, I think people come and say, uh, I had a one guy write to us and said, my friend opened up this high-end burger place in California uh, and he's getting killed on Yelp. It's like poor food, poor service, and the prices are too high. How can he fix this? And I'm like, dude, just shut the door. I don't, like, it's yeah. not a Yelp strategy issue. That's, that's yeah. a business issue. And exactly. Focus. Focus is a lost art form when it comes to, especially entrepreneurs. I think naturally we're not necessarily focused because we're supposed to be doing everything, especially in the starting stages, right? Yeah. So we're our, our, our job at focus, especially today with a thousand platforms and tools out there. That that's when I built each platform for me. I focused for at least six months on it. Okay. So I lived on Twitter, then I lived on the Facebook page, and then I lived in LinkedIn, and then I lived on these places where I, that was my draw. Right. Instead of being instead, because you could go all day just hop, and I've done it, hopping between social platforms all day, and then seven hours later, you're like, "Well, I'm still not wearing pants. What happened? <laughs> I don't understand." Yeah. So what's next for Scott then? What have you What have you got going on? You've got the Unpod podcast going on. What What else is new? You've got all your keynotes. What else are you going to do? Yeah, that's it. That's a huge Unpodcast is a huge focus for us. We six months ago CBS uh, picked up the uh, audio distribution of it. Great. Um, we that's my f favorite thing in the world because Allison and I get to do it. Who's my uh, better half in every sense of the imagination. And I'm just so lucky to be able to have a co-host that we can riff. All, sh all to the point that we don't have guests because yeah. we can just riff on topics and there's no shortage of them because people send them every day starting with have you seen this and then there's <laughs> going to be the topic which is great um, hopefully we're thinking next maybe a, a book about the speaking business called uh -huh. unspeakable the unspeakable the uh, <laughs> the unspoken truth about the speaking business and um, and then eventually we're hoping to write something about um, um, resonating something about that you know, you're something that's a key to everything. If something yeah. resonates with you, right, you, you, you get interested and attracted to it. Well, Scott, thanks very much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing more of you. And here we are at AQ's Blog and Grill, and you can subscribe right here. Just push that button right there, and uh, you'll be on our subscription list, which will just send you a notification when new videos are available. We don't send you spam, nor do we sell your names. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again soon.